Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Today we're joined by Nicole Real, president and CEO of EPIC, which stands for Executives Partnering to Invest in Children. And Nicole is going to talk to us about an issue that really has become much more on the forefront in my mind because of the crisis with COVID-19, which is understanding the importance of early childhood education and childcare in general. So welcome, Nicole. Appreciate you being here for this conversation. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me today. So before we jump into EPIC and all the initiatives and good work that you're doing in Colorado, tell us a little bit more about you and your journey, if you're from Colorado, and how you ended up being the president of EPIC. Yeah, happy to tell you a little bit more. So first off, I am a Colorado native, uh, born and raised here in the Denver metro area. So I've been here my whole life and really love the state. Um, I also have a six-year-old daughter of my own and really love spending time outdoors with my family. Um, I really started my career as an early childhood teacher. Storage Tech was a company up in Louisville, Colorado, that actually had an on-site childcare facility for their employees. And that's where I started my career. I loved working with children, but I also saw the benefits that came with employees having their children um, really on campus with them so they could visit during lunchtime, see their growth and development, stop by, and really have what was considered um, a state-of-the-art and really first-of-its-kind support for employees there at Storage Tech. From there, I went to the University of Colorado at Denver, earned my business degree, Once I earned my business degree from the University of Colorado at Denver, I then jumped right into working in the private sector. So I worked for a large national home builder and worked in the financial services services division for a number of years. Um, But I really missed working in early childhood and, you know, wanted to find my way back to that industry, um, but wasn't ready to go back to the classroom. So I jumped into nonprofit work and really helped the Denver Preschool Program, which was a universal preschool initiative launched in Denver, um, you know, establish their program and, you know, establish their working roles with all of the childcare and preschool programs across Denver, um, and ultimately really enjoyed working in nonprofit management. So I earned my graduate certificate from Duke University and ultimately really enjoyed um, managing the business side of nonprofits and, and leadership in that role, but also working in early childhood. Um, So ultimately, after, you know, growing a nonprofit organization with my previous uh, organization called Denver's Early Childhood Council, um, I jumped into this role at Epic, which I always joke and tell people was the role built for me because it combines my love of early childhood with business, two things that I really love and enjoy, and never thought I'd find a job that incorporated both so much, but here I am today. And you're so well suited for it. And it's such a critical time. And I was just having a flashback of when we were sitting near each other at the governor's State of the Union address in January. And I was telling you how I was learning so much more about this issue because my daughter is working at a nonprofit focused on early childhood as well, the Early Childhood Council in Arapahoe County. So it's become such an interesting issue for me from my own daughter's experiences. But now because of COVID-19, it's such a critical issue for workforce. But um, tell us more about EPIC 
And I'm curious, pre-COVID and post-COVID, but tell us about Epic and why this organization was originally started and what your mission is that drives the organization. So Epic was started over 10 years ago by a group of business leaders and philanthropic and nonprofit leaders who felt like there really needed to be an organization that served as the business community's nonpartisan voice for early childhood. And that's exactly what our mission is. We want the business community to be involved and invested in supporting early childhood in Colorado and making sure that children are entering kindergarten with the skills they need to succeed um, both in their educational careers, but also in their future careers. And we really work to build infrastructure and advance policies that are going to support not only the workforce of today, but help us build a great workforce of tomorrow. So ultimately, that's what Epic is trying to achieve. And we have a great membership of business leaders from across the state who help us work on those issues, who really bring the business voice to this topic and help us share that message across the state so that early childhood and access to childcare and early education and really great learning experiences for children early in life is a top priority for business here in Colorado. And how has COVID-19 affected the mission of EPIC? And, and perhaps it's even like how it's affected me where this issue has become more of a forefront. When I think about the economic recovery efforts that our organization was pulled into really early on, like say March, April, there was really a disjointed thought process on how we could even get workforce to come back and work if they didn't have a place, a safe, reliable access to childcare. And so it became such a, I think, an even bigger workforce issue. But what have you seen as some of your bigger challenges coming out of COVID? Yeah, the COVID pandemic has really kind of blown the lid off of this topic, so to speak, when it comes to early education and childcare. Um, We know that you know, 51% of families in Colorado already live in what's considered a child care desert, which means there's only one child care slot for every three children or more who need care in that area. Um, and we also know that child care has been very, very expensive for families in Colorado, right? So, um, you know, the average cost of infant full-time care right now in our state is over $15,000 a year. But in some areas like Denver, it can reach beyond $24,000 a year for full-time infant care. So that's already been an issue for a lot of families. But when the COVID pandemic struck, we all really saw the critical importance of having that underlying infrastructure in our economy. You know, when we needed healthcare workers to show up to work and support hospitals and patients in recovering from COVID, you know, the state stepped up and served over 1,600 families who worked in the healthcare industry by providing emergency childcare support so they could actually go to work um, to the tune of about $4.7 million. Overall, they invested $10.6 million in emergency childcare for employees across the state so that, you know, they could work in critical retail, right? Critical infrastructure, utility companies, banking, you know, whatever it might be so that people could go to work and have the childcare they needed. So it really is this critical support that, you know, without it, um, people can't go to work and they can't participate in the economy. So this is really, you know, underlined underlined that importance for us with the COVID pandemic. Um, And also, of course, you know, now we're very concerned that these childcare businesses, which 
typically operate on very razor thin margins and typically don't have large operating reserves are now at risk of closing. So when we had inadequate and insufficient childcare even before the pandemic, now we're even more concerned about the access to that childcare for families. Um, and some studies are indicating that, you know, we could be at a risk of potentially losing up to about half of that childcare supply. So um, wow. it's really concerning us. Right. And if we have any hope of a recovery with the private sector, you know, parents with young children need to have some reliable access. So that's really shocking. Give us big picture. Let's talk big picture Colorado for a minute. You've talked a lot about the challenges that Coloradans are facing in this in this critical time. What opportunities do you see if we were to pivot to what opportunities are coming down that the business community should have on their radar in a big picture standpoint? Like how can we be supportive to what what you're trying to do? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it's really just, you know, lifting the conversation about the importance of this service for families in our workforce in general, right? Uh, What's good for children and families is good for business. You know, we want to see our economy not only recover, but continue to grow and thrive. And we will recover from this pandemic ultimately. You know, we want to make sure, though, that families can return to work. Um, And we've unfortunately seen the disproportionate impacts on women in in the workforce as a result of this pandemic. And a recent survey done in Colorado also reveals that 57% of families with children right now have unmet child care needs during the current school year. So we have a ways to go in making sure that people have these supports that they need to return to work and really be, um, you know, productive employees and supporting the needs of their companies as well. Um, you know, I think employers can engage in a number of ways here, right? And there's things that they can do right now and today to help with this child care crisis that we have here in Colorado. First of all, you know, accommodating and understanding the needs of your employees. You know, is your company fostering a culture where having children at home is normalized? And a lot of us do have children at home right now. Um, And can employees have open conversations with their supervisors and their managers about their childcare situations and their work requirements? We know from a lot of employee surveys that many of them really are concerned or a little bit reticent about having those honest conversations. So that really needs to be built into the company culture. Do you see that shifting as we've had COVID? You know, I think about the dog barking in the background of a Zoom call or my college son was home last spring and stomping around. Do you feel like there's a little bit more understanding and flexibility right now or is it still a bit of a work in progress? Yes, I do think company leaders are working very hard to really make those changes internally. And it's been a big shift for all of us. You know, I was telling someone the other day, this has been a crash course in change management for every company and individual in the world. Um, And we none of us really expected this. So but I've seen CEOs with, you know, their young children popping up in the background and you know, um, not pushing them away, but saying, oh, yeah, you know, we've all got kids at home or, you know, we're all dealing with these changes. So that really helps normalize that culture and help people feel more comfortable with, you know, having some of these things that they're juggling at home, Um, you know, and thinking about, you know, scheduling flexibility and what that really means, right? Having shared understandings of what those expectations are for employees and managers. You know, some companies go to the next step and they invest in solutions, 
for their employees around this. Um, you know, nationally, I just read a story that when resorts over in Las Vegas is paying for 400 seats for their employees' children to have supervised and professional virtual learning support at the Boys and Girls Clubs around Las Vegas because they saw that many of their employees were not going to be able to return to work if they didn't provide that. Um, so some companies have stepped up and really thought about how they can provide some of those solutions for their workforce. Um, you know, referral services and, you know, stipends to support these extra costs that families are um, having to incur as a result of not having children in school and needing extra child care. Um, and we've been part of an effort as a result of the COVID pandemic to help establish a new fund called Keep the Lights On here in Colorado um, in partnership with Mal High United Way and many other partners to really establish um, a revenue and a gap fund to help these child care businesses stay open so our workforce doesn't lose the care that they need. So it really is both, isn't it, Nicole? You're working on big picture solutions for Colorado, whether it be legislative or otherwise, that can help sort of fill those needs and then I think really encouraging the private sector to lean in on what they can do individually. And I and I remember the example when the pandemic first got really rolling of Centura Health here in Colorado, and they've got 19,000 caregivers, and they put into place pretty quickly child care opportunities for all their caregivers because they certainly knew the importance of making sure their frontline employees were there to serve Coloradans in such a crazy health pandemic, you know, we, they needed to, to have some comfort level that their kids were going to be taken care of and they didn't have to worry about it. And so sometimes the private sector can lean into that. Tell us more about if there's a company that wants to work on how they can individually provide more of that kind of a benefit as they compete for talented workforce. So a lot of our members who are part of Epic, you know, we've really spent a lot of time over the years uh, developing toolkits and resources for companies around this topic. And every company is different and their workforce is different, right? So a company that has a very large workforce based on one primary campus has much different needs than a company that has tens of thousands of employees based in different locations all over the state or even the country. And so we really help them tailor these resources um, to the needs of their workforce and their company. So, you know, perhaps it's just offering a platform solution to help their employees find childcare um, and actually setting aside some funds of their own and perhaps having the company contribute some funds into an account to help them pay for that childcare as well. Um, we've been consulting with one company here in Denver over the past nine months that has chosen to build on-site childcare for their employees in the downtown area. And that's a solution that works for them and they're in a high growth model right now and they'll be subsidizing the cost of care for their employees as well. So for them, that was the solution they felt was going to be best um, to support you know, their needs as a company and their workforce. Um, but it looks different for every company and so that's one thing that Epic is really great at is we can work with these individual business leaders and helping them identify solutions that will work for their company and their workforce. Yeah. And to me, that seems like such a great sort of approach. You know, it, it combines some of what is so great about Colorado that we're innovative and entrepreneurial. And sometimes a one size fits all top down approach doesn't work. But thinking creatively about understanding the need of workforce and, and how business has, uh, business has those needs. Like, how do we combine the needs of workforce, the needs of the business and, and actually, have a growing economy, which sounds like what you're trying to do in a very creative fashion. Yes, it's so important. And, you know, I'm 
despite all of the, you know, terrible news. And I think, you know, the, the really difficult times many of us have had this year, there are some silver linings. And, you know, one of the silver linings is that we are having conversations now about the importance of this critical industry and really the fact that, you know, childcare is, you know, an economic boom and an economic driver to supporting the workforce and making sure that Colorado can be one of the best and most competitive and fantastic states when it comes to our economy and our businesses. Well, and here's the good news too, Nicole, and I really thank you for your time. If I can be converted, right, and I think I'm kind of old school, I think that's really good news because I think then there's really an opportunity for other business leaders who never thought of this as their issue or a business issue to lean in to this problem and collaborate even more. So really, really appreciate your time today. Any last words you want to leave? Like if there's one big thing you want our listeners to know about you and Epic? I would just say we'd love to have you following our work and of course, engaging in our, you know, in our membership and everything that Epic's going to be leading in the future. We are looking at longer term solutions as well. Um, So there are things that companies can do today and also longer term solutions we need to put into place to support, you know, this industry and early care and education for families and children. So please reach out, please connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. And, you know, we'd love to, to see you there. Well, perfect. Hopefully this is the first of several conversations this fall that we can have with you and your organization. And we'll be sure to put your contact information up with the podcast. Great. So, Thank so thanks so again, much. Nicole. Yeah, thanks again. And this was Nicole Real with uh, Epic, the president and CEO. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Profits and Purpose podcast with Colorado Business Roundtable. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.